Hey, you got him with this one, dog. It's so soulful. Let's take him back. Come on. Hey, remember back in the block in the summertime when the sidewalk got so boiling hot that the heat from the street almost melts your flip flops or burn through your new shoes and leave you with holes in your socks. Us city slickers, there was no water in spots, so we'd head to the corner. Mr. Warner would knock off the knob on top of the hydrant. We was wilding on the side what of the park. Welcome, 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 all my do-datters, future fathers, potential parents, and everyone else tuning in. This is Dad Hard with a podcast. As always, I am your host, Mo Green. How are we? Happy quarantine. Um, though I guess it's not really happy quarantine, um, given everything that's been going on over this past week and over this past weekend. Um, I am not going to get into any of that uh, this week. Um, I want to kind of keep it on a little bit more of a positive and happy vibe. Uh, however, next week, uh, my guest that, that I have on, we will kind of be talking about how all of this, these happenings of, of the past week uh, with the protests and, and everything like that um, affects us as parents. But for this week, we are not going to get into that. Um and uh, we'll we'll save that for uh, for next week's episode. This week's episode is episode thirty five. That is the Kevin Durant episode, and I got a special, very special guest that's like kind of perfect for the, the the KD episode over here. But we'll get into that as we get into the guest segment. As always, to connect on the fatherhood brotherhood, shoot us an email dadhardpod at gmail dot com. Follow us on Instagram at dadhardpod, facebook.com slash dadhardpod, and the website wedadhard.com, where this episode will, blam, be right up at the top. You will also be able to uh, listen to every episode, including this one, directly on the website, and then connect to whatever podcast platform you prefer, whether it's iTunes, whether it's Spotify, Google Podcasts, doesn't matter. You have links all the way there. If you prefer to go that route, that's all good. Just when you do that, make sure you give me a five-star rating and drop a little review, man. Let me let me know. Let, me, let us know how we're, how we're doing, how you like the episodes, how you like Dad Hard with the podcast in general. Now that that is out of the way, like I said, I will not get into the the protests and the events of this past week. This week, we'll save that for next week. Um, this week, we're still talking quarantine, man, um, because that has been uh, that has been life for the last almost eighty days or some shit like that. Um, and I get into that a little bit more of how that affects us as parents, how it's going to affect our summers. With my guest, Danny Silver, on the other side of the music break. But it is also, I think, started to affect my daughter a little bit. I think she is starting to get some some cabin fever. Because the way that she is just trying to entertain herself now, she's really digging into the bag. You know, I mean, mommy and daddy have been digging into the bag for the last 
80 days to try to keep her entertained. Now she kind of realizes, all right, guys, you've run your course. I kind of got to do this shit myself. Um, And she has just been figuring out all these ways to just make herself laugh in in addition to making us laugh. Like now, instead of us entertaining her, she's like trying to figure out ways how to entertain us. You know what I mean? So like even things that we've been doing like throughout her almost entire life, you know, she's now finding new ways to make those fun for us, which is awesome. Uh, a perfect example of that is uh, all you parents out there, young parents, all you parents, not even young parents, but young parents, you, if you don't know, you're gonna know after this and you better start getting your Pete the Cat game on, especially on YouTube. Oh man, that is, that's the phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal thing to, to help, especially during this quarantine. Uh, but we've always read her Pete the Cat books. We have always um, sat with her and watched Pete the Cat book videos. Uh, she does a music class every week. And the, the, the guy that does the music class, Mr. Simon, shout out to Mr. Simon. Um, he reads Pete the Cat books at the end of every music class. Got a Pete the Cat sticker on his guitar, but that's besides the point. Uh, we do Pete the Cat books with her. And, uh, like, there is, uh, there's always some trouble that he gets in where you think his day is going to be ruined. And they always say, but did Pete cry? Goodness, no. And now she starts waving her finger back and forth like, goodness, no. And now, of course, mommy and daddy have to try to run that shit into the ground. And every time we can't think of anything else to say with her, we just wave our finger saying, goodness, no. And then she does it too. And now she's created this whole little dance behind it where she'll be in her high chair doing the goodness, no, and then bobbing her head back and forth and then laughing hysterically. Uh, the girl is out of her mind. She's uh, hilarious. Um, but she's just now kind of taking up all of these different things and kind of running with them to, to entertain herself, but entertain us. She's like a, now a cool hang. You know what I mean? She's like, I like want to hang out with her now. It's not really like taking care of her anymore. That's a lie. It's definitely taking care of her. But, you know, it, it's, it's, it's hanging out. Like, we can just like hang out. We can watch freaking the Elmo Late Show on HBO Max, which another thing, parents, if you don't get HBO Max, you are slipping on your Elmo game. I tell you, they're 15 minute episodes of Elmo in a suit running a late night show. It is fantastic my daughter loves it um and in it and it's awesome but you can just like sit there and watch an episode of sesame street or or watch a a pete the cat video or watch some baby einstein some baby first and she's like down to hang out she's not complaining she's not whining she's not squirming she like wants to hang and she's reacting to these videos now she's reacting to these different things she's reacting to just Things in general, whether it's books or or videos or, you know, your actions. And that is really cool to see. She's reacting. She's learning how to, to, to react and how to make things kind of fun for herself. And in turn, that makes it fun for us. You know what I mean? I don't know if that's what's really going on, but that's how it seems. So that's my story and I'm sticking to it. And parents, just follow that and you'll be a-okay. You know what I mean? Oh, and it'll be all good and hood and, and everything like that. But 
that's what she's doing now. She's she's turned into a really fucking cool hang. And that is just kind of awesome to see because when they're starting their life, they're just a big ball of nothingness that you have to do everything for. Now, she can't still can't really do things for herself, but she can at least like be cool to spend time with and like she her personality continues to grow continues to come out as we're in week what 43 of 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 her life you know what i mean uh she's really starting to come into this personality and wanting to do things that she finds fun and in turn, we think it's hilarious, so it's entertaining to us. So that's that's been pretty awesome to see over this last week um, and, and over the last month in general, you know what I mean? And uh, and I guess not even over the last month, over these last 80-some-odd quarantine days, uh, she's really starting to kind of come into her own. Um, now, she is she's now up, fully crawling, fully mobile, fully wanting to just run and go everywhere. Uh, on that kind of physical development side, man, she is now starting to come into what I call that worst nightmare phase for a baby, where she just wants to open everything. She wants to open every door. She wants to open every closet she wants to now now she doesn't have the strength to do it yet thank god like she can't obviously turn the handle i'm talking about if the door is like cracked open a little bit she wants to open it um but like she wants to also try to get into every drawer thank god she doesn't have the strength to do that like i was saying and i interrupted myself um you know she doesn't have the strength to open that stuff but if it's cracked open she can get her hand in there and pull it open the petrifying thing is that what she now wants to do is explore the hinges of every door. So like it's now what she'll do is she'll like be touching the hinge of the door, but also be trying to close or open it at the same time. And then I yell at her and tell her that she can't do that. And then she starts crying. And then my wife yells at me for making her cry. Um, And uh, that's never a fun thing, but you know, Whatever we we, we got to deal with it, right? Um, but but that's my kind of petrifying petrifying realization that I'm coming to is that it, like it's really cool to watch her when like mommy's in the bedroom and I am in the living room and she's done playing with me and reading her book. She's like, ah, I'm gonna go see what mommy's doing. She can kind of just crawl in, grab the door, open it up, and it's still like she's like, it's almost like she's trying to be a, a secret spy like we don't know what she's doing because she does it like super slow and like looking in to see if every anybody's like looking at her and seeing what she's doing on the other side of that door and it's just it, it's all just it's all just real fun but but the but the, the opening of things is starting to get me a little petrified um and now I'm going to have to figure out myself how to baby proof my apartment because ain't nobody coming in this house during quarantine. So, uh, you know, parents out there, you got any advice for your boy on how to baby proof best, best tactics, best, best methods, please. Let's use this fatherhood, brotherhood. Shoot me over an email, dadhardpod at gmail.com. Let me know best ways to do it. I am, uh, I'm, Gotta start getting into it uh, because she really is trying to open everything. She's trying to pull everything. Now she has like weight enough where she can kind of rock things that are not like st- attached back and forth. Um, 
you know, and she's already like kind of cut her eye. She like cut her chin one time. Uh, you know, it's just uh, it starts to get a little bit scary and a little petrifying when she can kind of start being mobile and exploratory, and then having the strength and knowledge or savvy to understand how to do those things. So, like I said, any tips? Um, I'm willing to listen uh, and shoot me over an email, dadhopot at gmail.com. That's the fourth time I'm going to give you that email address. Uh, but that is, that's all really for this week. It's it's kind of that, that week 43 time, at least for us, is kind of getting entertaining now. You know, they're learning how to entertain themselves and they're starting to be a cool hang. That's the best part about it. A friend of mine just had a new baby last week talking about how crazy it is. He's not getting sleep. When do they start getting fun? When is it, when is it, when does it all end? When do they get sleep? When do they not just cry? When do I not have to do everything for them? Bro, right now, this is it. Week 43, 42, 43, when they start hitting 10, 11 months, that's when you have to stop worrying about doing everything for them. That's when they officially stop being a ball of mush and start being a cool hang um, and wanting to be more interactive and and entertaining for you. Um, and that's all I got for this for this week's episode uh, on on the development side. We're gonna jump into the musical break. And as you know, always on the other side, we got the guest segment. This week's guest is a long, long, long time friend of mine. Um, a guy I actually used to look up to my, I mean, I guess I still look up to because he's now on the podcast. He's no older dad. Um, you know, he's six years in. He has two kids. Uh, and, and he, we grew up together at camp. He really grew up at camp. Uh, and when I first got there, uh, him and, and, and the guys and in, in his bunk and stuff like that were like the coolest fucking dudes in the world. Uh, they still are. And, and we all kind of like looked up to them throughout our entire camp career. Blessed to, to be able to now call them off friends and, and call him a friend uh so i got i got danny silver um who now runs the camp and helps or helps to run the camp that we that we all grew up in which is a cool thing so we're going to sit down talk about you know how this covid situation is going to affect parents for the summer um and a little precursor to that is at the time that we did the interview which was about a week or so ago um uh like right over memorial day weekend uh camp was still planning to be up and running. So he talks about what their plans were at that point to launch camp in a safe way. Um, since then, uh, all camps have kind of been shut down by the state of New York. So uh, camp is now no longer running. I didn't want to cut that out of the interview because I thought that planning and that conversation was in, in, important to have if this ever happens again and kind of give people... Uh, an idea of, of what goes into trying to figure out the best practices for safety for children when it comes to being a camp administrator and, and a father at the same time, which, which Danny is. So just, just be aware that camp has since been shut down and will not be happening this season for the, uh, this year for the first time in a long time. Um, but, uh, the rest of the interview is fantastic. So definitely, uh, take a listen to that. And with that, I will catch you on the other side.
on the first time I seen a bean and from a lip straight up through with teeth and it was so bright it's like it lit up the whole ceiling once I make boom here I go daydream remember back in the days before you got blazed and lost in the haze remember back in the times when being just a kid was fun right right remember back in the days before you had brains or cared about your ways Remember back in the times when me and just a kid was fine. Right, right. Ha, remember the sandbox? Little league ball felt like the sandlot. I was the bambino, the salt on the swap. And Doc was more like Benny the Jet. No handy, but yet, pops tell us to drink up. Like this will put some hair in your chest That was before we knew how to stare at some press And we are back with this week's episode of Dad Hard with a podcast And you know when that music break hits It is time for the guest segment of the pod And as always, this week I have a very, very, very special guest We actually grew up in summer camp together He's a couple years older And when I got there Him and his whole bunk Was like Who we all looked up to As kids uh, Huge influence on my life At camp uh, or Coached me in basketball uh, Was just Just a great all around dude uh, So I'm very 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 excited To have him on And with no further ado I'd love to introduce My main man Danny Silver How are you man? Awesome So good to be a guest on this show. I've listened to a handful of episodes, always wondering when you're going to give me the look. Um, and, uh, you know, there's nothing better than the best uh, backup center in the history of Jewish camps to invite you on to a podcast. So, uh, so thank you for having me. Absolutely. One, two, three, but let's do it. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, you need somebody on the team to be the one, two. You know, it's like the Cliff Levingston on the first uh, <laughs> Bulls three, you know, the guy that, you know, you know the rah-rah guy in the locker room that leads the huddle. You, you got you got to have the spirit guy. You know what I mean? And yeah, it's a huge, exactly. it's a huge piece. Um, but yeah, man. Speaking of camp, like I I, I reached out to you because I wanted to get you on. Um, not only because like me and my boys, like every time uh, during like this late spring comes around, we just always start talking about camp again and reminiscing and all that stuff. But um, I wanted to hit you up because with this whole COVID situation going on, I just like feel like it's it's a crazy time for not only camps but like parents going into the summer and trying to make plans and stuff like that so i was like you know what who whose perspective can i, I was like oh let me hit danny right now let me see if i, I can get him so I'm, um, I'm pumped to, to to get you on uh and we'll jump into all that in a minute but like talking about this covid stuff you have two kids now one in kindergarten one newborn how have you been faring during all this fucking madness well, you know, obviously this is a question that we've all had to answer. Like, oh, so how's it going? You know, to be honest, you know, like you said, I have a six-year-old who has electricity running through his body like every minute that he's awake. He is, he's, he, he's a handful in uh, a very trying way. I mean, I love him, but uh, he's given us a run for our money. And then we have, like you said, a newborn who was born February 24th and is uh, 12 weeks old, and literally, like, we brought this kid home from the hospital, and within two weeks, we've been quarantined. So it's not the way we drew it up for uh, my older son's uh, kindergarten spring or the way to bring in my younger son. So, but, we're, you know, the best thing is all four of us have been healthy the whole time. So that's obviously the most important thing. For sure. um, and, 
you know, each day has its own uh, trials and tribulations, just like everybody else. Um, you, you know, although we're healthy, we live in a nice home, and everything on the surface is good. Now, everything's also relative. So the frustrations that we feel, um, you know, are real to us. And, uh, you know, my son went to kindergarten on Tuesday, March 10th, and all of a sudden, within a snap of a finger, he never went back. And um, I know we were talking a little bit before the podcast as to, you know, what age group do you feel the worst for? Is it like the college seniors? Is it the high school seniors? Yeah. Um, you know, a, a kindergartner missing school, all of a sudden being in a full-on social environment, you know, hours and hours a day, to not just losing his school, but losing his swim lessons and losing his basketball classes and losing his, you know, all of his, like, social outlets and his baseball season and all that. I mean, it's, it's such a gut punch, and we feel, you know, I feel so badly for him whenever I ask him, like, hey, do you miss your friends? He's like, no, man, I see them on Zoom. <laughs> and, like, that's not – I mean, he did a virtual play date the other day where he was literally sharing his screen with his friend for fun. Like, that's what it's that's come to. Um, so, yeah, so that's been um, – I mean, while we're healthy and everybody's well and, like, there's been some silver linings, like, you know, we all eat dinner together as a family and, you, you know, he's made – you know, good strides on learning how to ride his bike. And there's a lot of things that we would have never gotten a chance to do. You know, my son is still sharing his screen on zoom during his play dates. And, uh, you know, and that just keeps volume for, uh, where, for, for where we're at. Um, Like we were talking about before we started recording, I feel like that worse for like that age kid, because not like they're losing all that stuff that you like mentioned. And that's crazy, but they can't see, they can't see their friends in person, but like this type of stuff, like sharing your screen on Zoom, doing a yeah. virtual play date, is about to be like yeah. a normal thing for them growing up. Yeah, now. like like sharing your screen on Zoom is like the equivalent of like you know playing horse or yeah. something like that with with your buddy. It's it, it's sort of a sad commentary, and it's like it, it's one of those things where you don't you know like the longer it goes the longer it's going to take to undo. So it's, you know, you learn in school the critical period of when a, a, a child should learn, like, a foreign language, and if you don't learn it by a certain time, it's, like, harder for them to... I, you know, there's got to be some critical periods that he's missing. Um, 100%. That you, just, that you just can't get back, and it, it's it's sad to watch him. Like, the worst part is, is you don't know if it's going to be like this in the fall and if all of a sudden this is going to be... Homeschool is going to be what he's what he's accustomed to more normal than real school. But like I said, there have been a, a lot of, a lot of positives, you know, every night we eat dinner as a family, we watch Jeopardy, you know, it's almost like an episode of the Wonder Years where like the dad comes home from work and the, you know, and, and the family eats as a family unit, which like in the New York area with two working parents, like that doesn't happen all that often anymore. Yeah, for so, sure. You know, and kids are riding on their bikes in the neighborhood, and it's just a lot of things have kind of rewound back to a different era. Yeah. Um, yeah, so there's that all going on, and we have this newborn, which you know what it's like having a newborn. I mean, you're it's I was probably just more there. Yeah, so it's like, you know, it, both kids need our attention almost all the time. My son, my older son, is not one to just go play toys or go shoot, shoot around by himself. He always wants myself and my wife 
to be there. So it's like we're constantly on OD. Like we're basically on call, like full full time. Um, and my wife, her maternity leave ends uh, after this weekend. So, you know, she's kind of been, you know, I've had to worry about working and now she's going to have to worry about working. It, it's, it's just not the way that we drew it up. No, for sure. And it's not the way yeah. any of us drew it up. And the fact that like you're, you guys are able to kind of find the silver lining in all of yeah. it and like see those positives is great. The fact that your son has like a really good attitude about it, as sad as it is for us as like parents to like look at that and see like, man, come mm. on. Like you're missing all of these different things. Yeah. And, like we feel worse for them than they probably feel for themselves. Totally. You know, totally. it's great that, that you're able to find the silver linings. And I think that that also, like we were talking about before we started recording. Well, I didn't say, I didn't say that I, he's finding the silver the, linings sure, more fine. more you know, sure, I want to rip whatever hair out I have. Sure, um, sure. But like we were talking about before, like when we come out on the other side of this, like it's going to, we're all going to be the better for it. It's going to make us stronger, more resilient, more able to call audibles in the middle of, you know, life's crazy yeah. curveballs and stuff like that. So, you know, uh, hopefully at least that's that's what the deal is. Um, yeah, there's a backbone, there's a backbone being built and, and resilience and also like, you know, you look down the line, whether it's five, ten years from now, you can always, you know, assuming that everything worked out and we all came out the other side okay. But, you know, you, you they can't take this experience away from us. So it's like been a bonding experience for my family that, you know, the good, bad, and the ugly of it, when, you know, you rewind and you look back and you're like, you know what? Those were like some special times. Those are some weird times and some scary times and some unorthodox times, but those were some special times where real things were built. Like... My, you know, we've been quarantined for what, like over 70 days and the different stages my son has gone through and the different interests, like his big thing now is he's like really into NBA 2K13, which is like seven <laughs> years ago on Wii. And it's like, he's learning all about, you know, like he's in a big Derek Fisher stage right now. And like he was in a bit, you know, just the different weird stages that he's been in. It's, it, it's, you know, we think about things that happen in March and they seem like a lifetime ago. Yep. But he's he's gone through all these stages and it's been amazing to watch and uh, yeah hopefully one day when this is all over we I can only remember the positives. You remember the positives, but like him also remembering the positives. You know what I mean? Mm. As parents, so that's what we kind of have to tunnel vision ourselves into. You know what I mean? Hoping that they do that. Um, you speak about bonding, right? Like the, this time yeah. is giving you a little bit more time to bond, and that. It's kind of an interesting thing. Uh, plenty to of time to bond. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you're Probably bonding 24 7, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but, like, mm. as far as bonding is concerned, you are still currently, you know, you, you're you kind of the lead assist man at the absolute least uh, in, like, running the camp that, that we grew yeah. up in, right? And um, how is that? And you've done that while you've been a father to, to your mm-hmm. oldest son. How has yeah. that kind of played in? How have you kind of maneuvered around being a father and also having to go away to camp? Are they coming up with you? Are they just visiting often? Uh, how has so, that been working? So so my son was born, my oldest son was born in April of 2014. So that first summer, my wife's company was kind enough to extend her maternity leave through August. So they actually came up with me that first summer and were there oh, the cool. entire time. I mean, my son was so young. So like he, he couldn't do anything. He was basically in a stroller the whole summer. But it was nice to have that one summer with my whole family up there the whole time. 
the second summer, you know, my wife's a hero. Like when she married into this whole thing, she knew she was marrying into camp and she, you know, has built her vacation time around, you know, times to come up to camp and taking long weekends where she could bookend them. And the second summer between like her vacation weeks and up and back on weekends, they were probably there half the days. Wow. And then, you know, I think the third summer we were moving up to the suburbs in August. So she spent, she wasn't able to make it up with the baby. He, I mean, he was, he was a toddler then, but they weren't able to make it up as often, but you know, she's been amazing about using her time off and saving it up where she's up there for the whole week plus the bookending weekends. That's like, you know, nine, ten days. But you know how, how it is at camp. It's like when they're there, the kids at camp think that they've just been there the whole time. And then when they're not, and then when they're not, it's like they don't even know it. Time is such a weird thing at camp. It's, yeah, and everybody's family, you know what I mean? Because they know like it's yeah. your family and they like come up, you know, they come up consistently you know every year all that type of stuff it's like they never it is like they never left like you said you know even when we used to come up on like alumni you know when Mm -hmm. we still knew kids that were there it was still like we never left you know what i mean like kids that i had as campers when i was 18 and they were 12 it's still like i am their counselor and as amazing as camp is and like all the crazy like weird concepts in camp, the element of time in camp is like one of the most intriguing. Like the time that you're talking about, like when you leave and come back, like you feel like you you never left. The people you're talking to, it feels like the conversation never stopped. It's a weird concept, but when they're there, um, it's definitely challenging. Like camp is as full time of a job as, sure. as there is. When you're an administrator at camp, it's a twenty four seven deal, and. Um, it's definitely the opposite of fair to my wife when she comes up and, you know, she wants to quote unquote be on vacation. And I'm like the opposite of that. And my son just wants to do, you know, he wants to play hockey, he wants to play basketball. And like hiking up the hills to the hockey rink and down to the basketball court and back up to the hockey rink when it's 90 degrees for the ninth day in a row. It's like, it gets to be a lot. Um, and I need to do my job. So, so the, the onus falls on her a lot of the time. And usually the spouses of the people that work at camp, by August 1st, they want nothing to do with it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I almost don't blame them. You know what I mean? Like I, I can't imagine having to, to, to do that. And it's, it's, you're right. She is a freaking champion for yeah. being able to, to deal with that and just do that and, and go with the flow and know that's the deal um, because and you can always say oh yeah but it's camp like how bad could it be well you know what pushing that stroller or yep. dealing with my crying son and carrying him up to the hockey yep. rink when you're on the lower for like the hundredth time you know it, it's it, it gets old after a while I'm a- sure absolutely absolutely like I said I, I couldn't imagine doing that that's like she's just a fucking ch- and then the other that. challenging and then the other challenging part is, you know, when you're at camp, you're you're on the moon. Like, any phone conversation I have with someone that's not in camp when I'm in camp is like, I, I'm so disconnected. I'm such a bad conversation. I'm not engaged. My head is in a million other, other places. And Your head's like, in camp. It's, it's such a chore to have to... We always joke one of the best parts about her being up there during the summer the days that she's up there is that we don't have to do the phone call at night because the phone call, phone call is such a pain in the ass. And, 
Um, you know, I do try to FaceTime as much as possible. We, I usually come out of dinner and try to FaceTime, you know, during free, during free play. And I do get some Wi-Fi by my uh, room, and I, I'm one of the few people that has the Wi-Fi access. So I can FaceTime with them and, you know, show them what's going on around camp. But it, it's, it's hard. It's, uh, it's one of the many sacrifices. You know, camp is great, but it does involve some sacrifice. And, uh, you know, hopefully – Summer 2021 or summer 2022, my son will be a first-year camper and my other son yeah. will be, you know, two or three years old. You know, then the cycle really starts. So, um, but I'm not there yet. What, what, there yet. how old were you when you started camp? I was 11 and you were, I mean, you were basically a I was going into first, I was going into first grade. I was six years old going into first grade. It was a little different. Um, in 1987, parents were a little more, uh, a little more, uh, accepting of <laughs> of setting your kid off for two months um, than they are now. You know, it's sending six and seven year olds to sleepaway camp isn't as popular as it was in the eighties. Sure. But I also had an older brother that was there, my two older sisters, and my mom was actually up there for a few of the weeks. And so I, I was quote unquote away, but I mean. I would, there was definitely for someone to start that young even now usually they have a parent working at camp or sure. something like that but sure. um, you know but that doesn't mean every six year old that has a parent working at camp should start at six years old no for sure you know so and I can I can imagine like if he was to start like let's you know when he starts whatever year two years whatever it might be yeah. you know it's going to be even more tough for you on a day to day basis because he's kind of you know he's going to be like oh my daddy's yeah. here I'm gonna you know yeah. it, you're gonna have that expectation of also being a dad to him while you're running the camp and he's also a camper yeah. and trying to ba- make do that balancing act that's going to be a crazy situation and when that happens yeah, you're gonna well, have to get you back is- on. <laughs> Yeah, the idea there is that camp is such, like, an amazing place that he'll hopefully hit his, like, cruise control early enough where he doesn't think about that stuff. For and sure. He just goes through the camp like any other camper, and that's that's the obvious goal. But we are, I mean, right now we're day 71 of quarantine. That couldn't be farther from my mind. Of course. Um, of but, course. um... It's so fun to think about. Yeah. Well, think, thinking about it, like growing up in camp, as we both know, you know, like it's mm-hmm. basically having a second family, you know, that you get yeah. to retreat to every summer. Do you find like now that you have kids that it's things that you've learned at camp or, or being at camp has kind of shaped your dadding style or your fatherhood style? Do you find yourself kind of taking things in from what whatever you've learned from counselors or being a counselor or being running camp, whatever, to into your parenting situation? Yeah, I mean, I think just now, I mean, that's a good question, and I can't think of anything specific that would lead me to say yes, but but it's an obvious yes, because camp is so central to just, like, everything about who I am as, like, a worker, who I am as a husband, who I am as a person, who I am as a friend, that, like, it's just basically the, the, the fuel that runs through my body. So, obviously, when I'm parenting, something from, the, you know, that fuel is is fueling my parenting. So it's obviously a huge, you know, just kind of my values, my philosophies, like what my backbone is, the things I care about. Obviously it's going to come out when I'm, you know, a parent. Um, But yeah, I mean, it's an interesting thing to think about, but just, you know, camp isn't something that I did that now I carry things. Like it's something I I have have always done and I'm still doing. So it's pretty central to who I am anyway. It's central to like the way I've, you know, 
the way I walk down the street, it's central to the way that I used to commute to work when I used to commute to work. You know, it's, it's yeah. central to everything that I do. That's true. Um, but you're not so. like making, you're not like making him sponge the table after dinner every time or anything like that. Uh, <laughs> no, you've got to pick your battles. No, 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 no. There is some classic camp stuff that I have him doing. Like I'll teach him five, three, one, or I'll teach him, sure. uh, you know, you know, there's different games that we played at camp and, you know, that's obvious because that's just, you know, my knowledge base. Sure. But, um, and also, you know, he's grown up in camp in, in a lot of ways. Like he, he, he remembers it from summer to summer and he knows all the major players in camp and he knows his way around camp. And, you know, he picked up on things from camp that even he says that I don't even know that he picks up on. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, you yep. can't talk about camp and, and yep. talk about this whole Corona thing without at least like asking, what kind of is, is the plan for, for the summer? Is, is the plan still open? Is it going to be like in an NBA bubble? You come in, you don't leave. What's How is the plan at least? So camps in general right now, um, you know, I'm sure, you know, you probably know a lot of, a lot of camps have already announced that they're canceled or delayed sure. openings. You know, there's a handful. I don't think I've heard of one camp, one sleep sleepaway camp that hasn't either announced that they're delayed opening or all, all out canceled, at least in New York. Right. Um, and I know some states have completely shut down sleep, sleepaway camps. Um, you know, some New England states have. Um, right now, the plan is to open two weeks late. Um, with some program modifications, there's definitely restrictions. You know, we're trying to maintain a bubble of healthy people, obviously. Sure. Um, and we don't, we don't want to bring in outsiders or send people out. Um, but right now, camp is something that kids and parents need more than ever, obviously. 100%. 100%. Um, and I think when this whole thing started in March, everyone kind of was hoping that it would go away and or be under control by the time camp roll, rolled around. Anyone who's like, you know, children go to camp or, you know, in my case, works the camp. Um, it was awesome. But as it creeped into April and creeped into May, you know, it kind of became the reality that this is something that is going to interfere with camp in a major, major way. Sure. Um, and whether we end up having camp or not, um, it's going to be a different summer, obviously. Oh, 100%. Um, I, I asked because, you know, like I like we talked about earlier with, you know, the development and shutdown of all these different mm -hmm. programs and stuff like that. Yeah. Like you said, camp is a massive, massive, massive parts, part of, of people's yeah. lives, massive part of your life, massive part of my life. You know, all my best friends, you know, n like nine different guests that I've had on this podcast have all been my yeah. boys from camp. You know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah. it, no, it's a of huge course. part I mean, of people's it, life. And that's I, think that's, I, I think the tough thing, too, is like if it doesn't happen or anybody who's let's say, you know, you're you know, you're a parent of a child who whose camp has already been canceled. What are you doing yep. for the summer? Um, because the obvious replacements are probably also canceled. Yep. You know what I mean? So it's going to be a long it, summer of parenting. It's going to be it's going to be an interesting one. And. Honestly, it's one that just just like the last two months, we're all going to have to take week by week, day by day, find you know in, in interesting ways to keep this day different from from the last one. And uh, like we said before, if if and when we come out of this, uh, we're all going to have a little bit more 
resilience will only have a bigger backbone because of it. Hundred percent. Um, Jeez, but I, I, I like if I was a camper, I could not imagine my summer if. I was told that I couldn't go to camp. Like, not seeing my friends for a few months, like, during quarantine from school, fine. Who cares? That's fine. I'll do my screen share. But not being able to go to camp? Oh, my God. My my nephew is going to be a waiter. He's supposed to be a waiter. So so those kids are obviously bugging out. It's just all a wild situation. And, uh, and, you know... From from my standpoint, I, I I hope it it I hope it goes through for those kids for for everybody there and yeah. everybody can kind of enjoy their summer and especially parents can kind of yeah. not have to make those shifts because it's gonna be it's gonna be tough to to have your kid in the house all summer if if you yeah. know those plans are kind of it's a wearing it's a wearing situation. I mean, uh, like you know, my son, like I said, you know, he's only in kindergarten where you know the school is so important, but the education part of it is more the social ed- ed- education that he's getting. Absolutely. Where I mean, some of these, some of these kids that you know are a little older that have like real hardcore curriculum to learn. Um, you know, it's tough not getting the professional teaching like up close and personal every 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 day. And you know, the parents, in addition to getting their worlds thrown upside down, they're getting thrown into a role that they're not qualified yep. to do. And, and they're not just doing it for like a day or a week. They've been doing it for, you know, we're on like week nine, week 10, whatever we're on. You know, it's, uh, it's, an, it's been an interesting situation. Um, to say the least, interesting yeah, to say yeah. the least. Have you guys, uh, have you guys been seeing anybody during during quarantine? Have you guys just been doing the the full fledged Zoom thing? Do you find kind of yourself uh, kind of making more of an effort to to reach out to people uh, via Zoom, text, FaceTime, whatever it might be, while this is going on and like you can't really necessarily be face to face? Yeah, I think one of the you know one sad thing is you know with our younger one. He's 12 weeks old. His grandparents saw him in the hospital when he was first born. And we had all these plans for the great, you know, both sets of grandparents to come down and, you know, watch him. And all that kind of went up in smoke. <sighs> so obviously my in-laws and my parents are like dying to see him. And they've kind of missed that window of, or they haven't missed that window, but they've missed this early like chance yeah. to really bond with, with the newborn. So we've been, you know, my my FaceTimes with with my parents and the FaceTimes with my in-laws are definitely more than what they were before and same with the Zooms and all that. So I think that's actually one of the, you know, one of the silver linings. Like my mother's been reading with my older son, you know, oh, twice great. a week at night. That would have never happened. Yeah. Um, and, you, you know, from a non-parenting standpoint, you know, there's also been, I'm sure you've had it, had it too, you know, there's all these Zoom, you know, these Zoom hangouts that you have with friends that you would have never called or never, you know, reached out to had had this not all been going on. Um, yep, every, we do so it. Yeah, we do it I mean, every. Me and my boys do it every every Friday night. We got like sixteen, yeah. seventeen, oh twos on uh, on a Zoom every Friday night, six thirty without fail. Yeah, so it's um, yeah, so we've we've been virtually social. Um, as far as like our in person, we've been pretty conservative with like our court. You know, we we've really taken it seriously and we've really kept to ourselves. We're just starting now to kind of pull the curtain. And uh, you know, we saw my brother uh, this weekend. We saw I went to uh, some camp friend's house uh, 
last week and we did like a social distance hang and I saw my sister who lives close to me and hung out with her kids, you know, the cousins. Hung. See, the problem is if you don't have children or children that are mobile, it's easy. Like our neighbors are younger than us and they, and they don't have kids and they have social distance hangouts yep. all the time. But once you have kids that can run around it's impossible to like maintain that because the kids, you, they think they understand, but it's hard to tell a five-year-old, you know, to social distance from a four-year-old. You oh, know? of course, it's they want to run around, they want to touch each other, exactly. they want to hold hands, slap fives, you know, do the whole so thing. Like I think, I think if we didn't have kids, we probably would have been a little bit more in-person social during this. Sure. But you know, knowing my son, who's got a ton of energy and just. My newborn, who literally has no immune system at all, like we just felt like it wasn't, uh, you know, it wasn't that safe. it wasn't that safe for us to go out. But we're starting to now, and I think as uh, as we get closer to the summer and we get ourselves all tested, and you know, we'll go see the grandparents and we'll, you know, take some weeks to spend whether it's in New Hampshire at my in laws or up in the Adirondacks at my mom's summer house. Like we'll we'll make moves. Um, you know, as we get a new tune and stuff like that. For sure. Gonna, you know, that's, it's just like a, a matter of, of, of circumstance. You're going to have to. Yeah. Like it's just getting out. That's kind of what me and my wife, are, yeah. we're kind of in the same boat. Like we haven't seen really mm-hmm. anybody. And just now we're kind of thinking like, listen, we're going to need to change some things like going into the summer and, and start yeah. branching out a little bit because we can't just stay here. Yeah. You know, you read all these things and you watch these YouTube clips and everything. It's like, make sure you take time for yourself. Make sure you take time for yourself. And my wife and I try to be good about giving each of us time, like away from the kids every day. Where we, I can go for a 25 minute walk in my neighbor in my neighborhood, throw in my AirPods, listen to a podcast, or she could do the same and just kind of get away and clear our heads. And, you know, I'd like to say we do it every day and I'd like to say that we're fair about it, but like, it's tough. I mean, Dude, I come down the stairs. Do that, ever, you know. Uh, yeah, I come down the stairs every every morning. We have our morning routine that I do with my son. It's you know, he used to take a bus to school. Obviously, he doesn't have that anymore. So we literally go for a walk around the block every morning. It's like a quote unquote bus ride because it's fun. It, you, either that, it's either that, or he literally goes from waking up, going playing games on his phone, eating breakfast, watching TV, and then going to going to quote-unquote school it's like from screen to screen to school doesn't work so that's another thing by the way i don't know if your daughter is uh old enough yet to use screens i don't think she is but um well we do we do a lot of sesame street sesame street has helped a lot and also like we're in this parent community here like we uh like this on this parksville parents community that have been really good about like offering like partnering with different local businesses uh, to offer Zoom classes and virtual music classes and all that type of stuff. So we've been doing kind of that with her um, and, and, and doing Sesame. We, we've unlocked yeah. the Sesame Street and unlocked like the Pete the Cat YouTube a little bit. Yeah, you know? yeah. Pete the Cat's big, but my son, you know, he's six and he's like a virtuoso when it comes to like, you know, the things he finds on the internet or on YouTube. Or, but it becomes a little bit of a basically the the battle we fight all day every day is screen time versus our sanity like the screen is literally the the only thing that he will do independently without bothering us and 
And but you don't want to overdo that because you know you don't want your kid on the screen all the time. Right, but and that becomes the normal, time, and and then it just that extends through whenever we get well, done with this. Yeah, and then the problem is too is. You know, he's in kindergarten, so so pushing the school thing too far is just not healthy. Like, he's in kindergarten. He doesn't need to, you know, there's certain stuff we need to get done, but we we don't want to go absolutely nuts sure. in that. Like, if he, if he doesn't finish the quote-unquote curriculum or the school day, um, but the problem is if he's not spending the hours doing the schoolwork, what's, what's he doing? Right. He's either... He's either badgering us or he's on the screen. So it's like we're, we're doing this dance every day. It's like, all right, do we want to fight the school battle? Do we want to let him watch the screen? Or do I want to go out and play one-on-one with him for literally the 474th time, you know? And it's like we push him to go outside because it's nice out, but then it's like we go outside and I'm busy reenacting the Mighty Ducks for like the hundredth time, you know? By the way, the amount of times I've seen Mighty Ducks, all three of them during this quarantine is like absurd. It's so funny. I actually yeah. watched it the other night and I was like, wow, this is great. Uh, there's nothing There's nothing I don't know about that movie. I mean, I didn't even know, know the third one existed. Now I like know everything there is to know about it. Oh my God, um, that's amazing. Uh, dude, I just, I, all I hope is that like this ends before my daughter is your son's age because <laughs> I, I, you know, living in, in, in Brooklyn and living in, in, in New York City, like I don't have outdoor space. I can't play one-on-one with her. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. what, what, No, I, we're, we're very lucky. I mean, we, we, we have enough space where, um, you know, but it's so funny because every, you know, I have colleagues that I work with that live in the city like, oh, but at least like he can run or run around. The problem is, is like running around, like, okay, you send him outside to run around. Okay, that's 20 minutes. What do I do for the next, you know, 23 hours and 40 minutes? Right. Or it, running or around means like, I have to do it with him. Exactly. And it's like, it sounds like I'm complaining. You know, I, there, are sure, there are so many people that would give anything to like run around with, with their kids. Well, you know what? 70 days into it, when you've reenacted it, Adam Banks getting hurt from the Mighty Ducks a hundred times. And, you know, we do this thing now where we reenact the NBA last second shots. We're like, we have to watch them and then get our jerseys on and reenact them. It's That's like, amazing. it sounds fun, but like when you're down on the driveway and like he wants you to go up two flights of stairs to go get his like, Kobe jersey to reenact this thing again when like all you want to do is like have it be bedtime you know so you can watch Ozark or like whatever you know it's like it's definitely tried my patience and patience has never been like my strongest quality but um, once again it's it's been a lot of bonding it's been a lot of bonding for for us you know I wouldn't have been able to watch the first 12 weeks of my son's of my second son's true. life, you know, I, Very true. the way that I'm watching it now. So, you know, there are some silver linings that, you know, are going to stick with us. So. Absolutely. And that's, that's just what we kind of got to find, you know, um, but mm-hmm. D- DS, we're going to wrap up here in a minute. All right, and man. I love, I love that. I love that I got you on. I love getting into, in, into all this. Um, and like learning, you know, you're six years ahead of me and yeah. a second kid also. So like, I just love kind of like sitting, you know, being able to talk to, to different dads, especially you who like, I, you know, I grew up, you were like a big inspiration to me when I was growing yeah. up in camp and yeah. stuff like that. You know, no, I, I'm psyched. I'm psyched. I got a chance to go on it. You know, when you texted me to see if I wanted to be on it, and I'm like, you know what, I'm six, like you said, I'm six years ahead of you on on this. Is there any, like, sage words or, like, wise advice or wise anything? And 
I'm sure you have a lot of friends that are like expected parents that are listening to this that maybe like, you know, their wives are due soon or maybe like they're brand new parents. I know your guest last time was a brand new parent. The one, there's, there's, there's two quotes that I rem- that I'll never forget. Oh, wow. One, you're jumping, you're jumping into my, my last two questions and I love right. it because I always, right. so I oh, always, you ask them? yeah, let's, let, let me, let, let, let's jump in. Like, uh, I always end pod with asking yeah. every, every single dad, every expecting dad, any mom that I've had on, I ask them two questions. So I'm going to do them in reverse order for you to not break up the momentum that you got going right now. Uh, okay. the, so uh, the first question I'll ask you is what is being six years ahead of me, you know, being six years mm-hmm. ahead of any dad that's expecting, et cetera. Like you said, what is the best piece of advice that you can from your experience, from what you've been told, what's the best piece of ex- advice that you can offer to, to somebody behind you in this fatherhood adventure? All right. So <laughs> there are three quotes and I got to get them into your question somehow. The best, the best piece of advice, I guess the other two aren't really advice. The best piece of advice I ever got is like, basically all, all being a parent is you basically just do your best to not screw your kid up. Yep. Like, like, like that's, I mean, there's no playbook to this. It's just, we all try our hardest trying to prevent screwing our kid up. Like that's basically it. Like, and it's not really advice, but I remember like I was a teenager. My mom and I were in this huge fight and she said, listen, she's like, all I want to do is just not, you know, is just make sure that I didn't screw you up. And that's like, the one parenting advice that like is probably universal, but the best piece, but the best quote that was said to me, this is classic. This is from a camp parent. When my wife, when my wife was like eight months pregnant with our first kid, he said, you know, and and I'm out at like a main squeeze show or something. And I'm like, you know, we're like throwing back drinks or whatever. And this dad says to me, it was a dad and a mom. The dad says to me, he's like, you know what? You won't remember your life before once that kid is born. Dude, it's like, so true. He said, he said, once that kid is born, you will not remember what your life was like before. I was like, yeah, right. Like, I'm 30, whatever. Like, there's no way. I'm, I don't forget anything. No, no truer words have been spoken. Like, 100%. I don't, I don't remember anything about, I, the world must have been so easy before. Um, Dude. And then the other thing, this is a coworker said this to me. This is a good one. You spend the first year and all you want is your kid to walk and talk. And then after the first year for the rest of their life, you want them to sit down and shut up. Yes. That's my, my, my mother-in-law says that to us every day, like trying to get my daughter to walk and talk. She's like, uh, you might want to rethink how quickly you want that to happen because you're not going to. These aren't like big parenting things or anything creative, but the one about you don't remember your life before is like so so true i mean at this point i don't even remember what my life was like before quarantine yeah, that's um, also but, very um, true <laughs> but uh yeah i mean it's been a wild ride the fact that i'm only six years in is crazy because it feels like a, i mean these 71 days or whatever it's been it's felt like a lifetime yeah i say so. i say my, my daughter's only 10 months and i feel like i'm six years in you know what i mean she's not even a year old and i feel like i've been a parent for six years like that's how crazy parenting is and how fast it just like accelerates every you know time in your head and you know it's crazy when you're walking down the street and you see all these people and you're like that person does it that person does it that person does it like i gotta be able to do it so it's uh 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's an amazing responsibility. I mean, these last like ten weeks or whatever we're at has just made it like that much crazier. <laughs> For sure, dude. Yeah. Uh, the well, the last question that I ask is yeah. um is what has been your favorite experience or favorite thing about being a dad? I think when you see when you see your child do something that like you know they're doing it it, it, when they do something that's similar to what you would do that you maybe necessarily didn't teach them but you know it's just like nature and genetics kicking in but it's like one step further like you know kind of what they were thinking when they arrived at whatever they were where like you can see the wheels spinning and you see your son like morph into like you without you having to do anything about it. Like, it's just like, like, uh, I mean, I, I think like a good example is, um, I'm going to blow this example. I'm trying to, I'm, I'm trying to think of the perfect example, but just like little things my son does, like little connections he makes with like sports or something like sure. where he, where, where he's, um, or just like the way he'll figure out a math problem, but like I know what's going on in his brain, and it's just just little questions that come to his head that like I know exactly where they're coming from. Like when he'll watch it, like Mighty Ducks or something like that, and he'll come up with a question that I know exactly why he's asking it without having to like hear the the genesis of it. Where you just like it's just where you watch the genetics like really kick in. Yes. Yeah. It's crazy. It, it's funny because I'm I'm actually like <laughs> just starting to see that type of connection like with my daughter. She doesn't talk. She doesn't like ask questions or anything like that. But like when she like laughs at certain, does things and then like laughs or or does things and then and then has a reaction to it that's like similar to the reaction that I would have. Yeah. And then like yeah. at the same time, I'm like, oh my god, you are definitely my daughter. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and I'm not even talking about like mannerisms. I'm talking about like thoughts, thoughts like sure. stuff you. St- stuff you can't see um and usually when that happens is when i look over at my wife and she gives me the eye and she gives me the eye roll being like oh my gosh like i gotta deal with this now. because she so, just knows she's like oh god here we go yeah, again now i got yeah. two of them yeah so i mean it definitely happens a lot with like sports and movies and stuff like that with with my son where he'll just like or maybe i'll say something once and it'll just be tattooed in his brain and he'll like and he'll just like repeat it. You know, it's just, uh, it's, it's crazy. That's it's crazy. Awesome. But, but, but I would say watching the genetics just totally kick in and like a way that you know is happening that you can't see. Yeah. That's um, awesome. That's, that's a fantastic. One. Yeah. That's the first time I've heard that one. And now I'm like super excited to like see yeah. my daughter do that in the, in the long run, but you know, when she gets you know a little bit older, your son's age, et cetera, et cetera. Um, that's fantastic. Uh, but yeah. DS man, I really appreciate you taking the time right, to do it. Um, Thank you for having me. Absolutely, man, and and we'll talk soon. I definitely will will uh, stay in touch and, and stay updated on on the camp thing because uh, yep. I know it's a crazy world out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Good luck with uh, good luck with your little girl. I hope uh, I hope this whole thing breaks in time for you guys to enjoy you know a good healthy summer of normal activity. Dude, likewise, enjoy both yeah. of your kids, and you know, mm-hmm. especially the, the the newborn and getting to be in, in, a part of the of the early stages of life because it's phenomenal. Yeah. Thank right, you, man. dude. Thank you. I Ab- appreciate it. Absolutely. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Thanks. Later.
And that is all for this week's episode of Dad Hard with a Podcast. Thank you so much to Danny Silver. Uh, it's fantastic. Uh, I really appreciate him coming on, taking the time to do this. Uh, with two kids, guy's got his hand full. So how he fit me in the equation, God only knows. But uh, that is all for us to connect on the Fatherhood Brotherhood. Shoot us an email, dadhardpod at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram at dadhardpod. And check out the website where this episode will be boom right at the top and you can connect to any podcast platform that you use uh you know and throw me some likes throw me a throw me a review throw me five star five star five star and uh you know let's keep this thing rolling man i appreciate everybody checking out tuning in until next week same dad hard time same dad hard place we're out peace Remember back in the days before you got blazed and lost in the haze. Gotta remember the good times. Remember man. back in the times when being just a kid was fun. Right, right. Remember back in the days before you had brains or cared about your ways. Remember back in the times when being just a kid was fun. Right, right. Ain't that the truth, man? I wish you could go back being a little kid again, man. Remember them good times. Everything was free spirit and all that. Talking the playground. He was playing on the monkey balls or whatever. Sprinklers. Hydrants going off in the street in the summertime. That home cooking.